Watch podcast. I'm Aaron Berger, a Nebraska Extension Beef Educator. For today's Beef Watch podcast, we will be discussing an article from the July issue of the Beef Watch newsletter titled Creep Feeding Calves. To discuss this topic, I'm joined today by one of the co-authors, Dr. Travis Molinix, who's a Nebraska Extension Beef Cattle Nutritionist focused on range production systems. Thanks for joining me today, Dr. Molinix. Thanks for having me, Aaron. Oh, the focus of the article that you co-authored with Steve Niemeyer was on creep feeding calves. As we think about the time of year we're in, this is the time of year when oftentimes we do see some folks start to think about utilizing creep feed with calves. What are some things producers should consider as they evaluate this as a possibility, both the positives that they could see if they should choose to use this, as well as some negatives that they maybe should consider? Yeah, so you know we're on a time frame, especially in a spring calving herd, that you know, that calf is relying more and more on forage consumption for their nutrient needs. So by providing that creep feed, providing a high density feed to that calf, you know we'll see increased gains, uh, increased weaning weights of those calves. So so some important things to take in mind when you're looking at creep feed is is the cost of the supplement you're going to be using. The intake is a big driver. So if you have a bit uh, increased intake that in that supplement, you potentially is going to have a high cost of gain that's not going to pay itself off. And, and then taking account where are we at with our forage conditions, because a lot of guys uh, facing a drought condition or, or something like that will come in and create feed calves to help those calves. Uh, continue gaining on that you'll see a decrease in cat weaning weight at, at weaning. And so there are some positives in creep feeding and, and at, at the end of the day it's increasing weaning weight of those calves. You know the, the negatives of creep feeding come into play as it, it's hard to have low enough cost of gains to make it pay often and so and that's really driven by the cost of that supplement the average daily gain and intake of that supplement could be way too high or the average daily gain would be way too low um, to really pay for that additional gains of those calves. Another negative is whether or not you're creep feeding heifers or not. Um, so heifers, unlike the steer that they're going on to the feedlot, and there could be some feedlot performance differences in creep fed calves versus non-creep fed calves, but with heifers, we've got to think about long term. If you're keeping heifers as replacement heifers, um, you potentially could be having a negative impact on that heifer due to increased gain and increased fat in the udder. So you increase that deposition of fat in udder, and we have a decrease in milk production later on in life. So there's some long-term data. It's about 17, 20 years of data from University of Purdue that show that Creep feeding heifers has a big negative impact on long-term production and performance uh, of those heifers when they're cows. And so, you know, if you think about creep feeding, you know, one, one thing I'd highly consider is, is one, not creep fed heifers if you're going to keep them. Um, if you know which heifers you're going to keep, you may sort those off first as the heifers you're selling. Um, and, and then the cost of gains, you know, we've got to have low cost of gains to make creep feeding work and, and pay for itself. Some of the other things you mentioned in the article that could be positive to creep feeding is just getting those calves bunk broke or used to feed prior to weaning, which can help 
simplifier, facilitate the weaning process, getting those calves started on feed at weaning. Any other kind of benefits like that that maybe producers might see that go beyond just the value of increased gain? Yeah, you, you know, weaning is a very stressful time point. And, and when we wean a calf and they don't get on feed and you have that high stress and, and low intake, we, we see that increase in sickness. And, and so pre-feeding does help get calves on a feed faster, helps uh, increase that intake after weaning. And, and so you can see some positives post-weaning by, by uh, pre-feeding calves due to that. So you do get on bunk broke that they're coming up to bunks and, and actually eating versus a calf that's, that's you know, never been in that dry lot pen, never ate out of a bunk. And so it takes them a little bit longer to actually learn to eat out of bunk. And you can see some differences in, in gain and performance in bunk broke calves versus non. Anything else you'd like to highlight on this topic, Dr. Molnix? It's something that you really have to look at the costs at. You can increase or you should increase weaning weight of your calves, but at the end of the day, you know, your cost of production is really going to drive profitability. And so really sit down and, and look at and pencil out um, what is that cost gain that you need to have to make this pay? And is that creep feed going to um, be cheap enough and get enough gain to those calves to actually make this worthwhile? Um, you know, if, if you're a commercial cow-calf producer, that's very important to look at. If you're a purebred producer, that's another conversation that, that you're pre-feeding cat. But for a commercial guy, I, I would sit down and really pencil out, you know, what is that cost again that you need to have and, um, to make this work instead of just trying to achieve increased weaning weight in those calves. Well, thanks again for joining me today, Dr. Molnix. No problem. Thanks for having me, Aaron. For more information on the article that was discussed in today's Beef Watch podcast, I'd encourage you to visit the beef.unl.edu website. At the website, you can find additional resources on this topic.